All right, well today we are looking at this matter of handling a busy life, looking at the matter of friendships. And the chapter begins with all the myriad of um, interruptions that come to cause you not to finish your plans for the day. And uh, she did an analysis of it in her life and um, there was one clear uh, reason and it was a word starting with P and ending with an E, people. <laughs> and of course people is, is, part, is our life. But we do have to understand that we need to be uh, very purposeful in the uh, matter of our relationships. When you think about it, six of the Ten Commandments deal with relationships. The New Testament is filled with admonitions, and, uh, and so it is important that we mix the reality of our uh, need for right relationships with uh, right priorities in our life. And let me just say right off that um, the matter of uh, friendships being balanced will come from basic management biblically of your life. Uh, where you can know basically where you're going and then make decisions on time spent, uh, why you're spending it with uh, certain people, and to not let yourself be constantly overwhelmed. Now, some of you may not have much people contact, and you love that, <laughs> but for most, it's um, a lot of different things, even outside of our close realm. And so, a lot of the other principles that we've been talking about really relate to this. Now, as we've often mentioned, women are uniquely gifted in the area of being an encouragement in relationships. In fact, God made the woman to be the helpmeet. We find that in Genesis chapter 2, the completer of the man. And so as the man is focused on following the Lord and taking dominion over the earth, the woman is focused on her marriage when she is married on then being the completer to her husband. So it's a relationship orientation that God gives. That's why women are so strong with their children. That's why they have um, oftentimes a need for relationships. That is good and it can be uh, out of balance. And I think that's one of the things, and that's why I can't remember the latest statistic, it's been a while, but the gender difference on social media is huge. I mean huge between women and men. And guess which gender spends the most time? It's women, right, because of that need. So it's a God-given ability, but since we are all fallen creatures, even though we're saved and we are, uh, have the potential of being enabled by the Spirit, if we are dependent upon the Lord, uh, we, the strengths that we have can be put out of balance. In fact, we fight that all the time. And so it's very important that the first and foremost priority for every woman who is married, and I know several of you are not in that situation, but must be outside of your relationship with God, it must be your husband. And so that has just got to be put number one priority. Now, when you are 
uh, in child-rearing years, there's a lot of little people that can vie for that first priority, right? And understandably, and they're the second priority. Uh, but oftentimes, the care of children, which can be pretty intense, does sometimes pull away husband and wife in the need for their developing relationship. Remember, you don't want to maintain a relationship. You want to do your part to develop and make it closer. And so uh, this is something that you have to keep in mind as you're making decisions, looking at the other relationships in your life, um, uh, what is going to be uh, your definite priority. And so I do encourage you to make your relationship with your husband a matter of intense prayer, asking God for direction, continue to grow an understanding of how women and men react, be a reader of right books. By the way, if you're not certain about a marriage counseling book, get good advice. Some of those are corkers and they're Christian, but they are the opposite of the Bible. So please be careful. I used to, back when they had Christian bookstores, I would uh, make warnings all the time, but the Christian bookstore is now on the web and so it's right there. And so be very careful about that. But do get, uh, just continue to endeavor. God just shows different nuances in our lives as husbands and wives. And uh, we need to, um, uh, ask God to give us uh, that direction. And of course, Titus 2.4 does say that you are to love your husbands. And we've talked about that in the husband and the marriage section, that it is to be, it's the phileo love, uh, which is very interesting, that warm relationship love. Your husband needs that. And certainly you are to agape love because that's just a biblical principle in general. But there is that very specific need that is there. But I won't go back over that again. But Titus 2, Ford also speaks about that kind of love for your children. And let me just say that there has been in the last 15, 20 years a neglect of children based upon especially technology and all of these pseudo relationships that are out there, time spent I think a lot of Christian women have gotten more control over that. I was dealing with this 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and I'd find um, young mothers up till two or three in the morning. And you know, it's just, there's no way you're going to manage your home and do right by your children. And uh, so if you have to make a choice between doing what's best for your child and uh, cultivating a friendship with someone outside of your home, which choice should you make? Your children. Believe me, it seems like right now you've got them forever, but everyone who has an empty nest will tell you that's like a blur now when you had the children in your home. It goes fast. And every section, there's nothing like those preschool years in importance, but then there's those key elementary transition years. And then what can you say about the adolescent years? And then the college years. And so uh, mama needs to be all mama. And uh, even adult children, don't lose your priority with them. Even if they're not doing what you want them to do, maintain the relationship and pray God's powerful. Remember Jacob, the only son he had that was with his own heart was Joseph. And by the time Jacob died, because of his prayer and his humbling of himself, all 12 patriarchs 
had gotten right with God. That's exciting. Of course, God used Joseph in that whole story. So it, you know, that, that is just a very clearly priority. And I tell you what, when you put your husband and you put your children in the right place, then the choices of other friendships are easier to make uh, because you have settled it in your heart what is most important. And, uh, and so it's, there's so much I could say <clears throat> about that. Um, in uh, Timothy, 2 Timothy, the Apostle Paul under inspiration uh, speaks of how uh, his, the, his faith was the faith of his mother and his grandmother. And then in chapter 3, verse 15, the verse prior to the great verse on inspiration uh, is uh, very strong, uh, strongly says from childhood, he was taught the Holy Scriptures by his mother and grandmother, very clearly stated there. By the way, note that all, grandmas. The impact you have in biblical teaching to your grandchildren is huge. And do what you can to uh, be able to have a positive impact. You know, it's fun to do fun things, and that, those are great memories. But your grandchildren ought to re remember you by saying, wow, Grandma really did... Uh, lead me the right direction. Those times were precious that she talked about the Lord and it was real and, and she cared about me and, and helped me and, and endeavored to understand me because you don't have lots of time, obviously. It doesn't work that way, but the times that you do have make them purposeful. And then another priority that we forget sometimes and um, the parent one is not as much, but then the sibling one those are two important relationships that do not neglect. Uh, it is important uh, to make sure that you honor your father and your mother and time needs to be spent with them. Uh, and when you, get, uh, uh, when you get to their stage, uh, you know, where uh, you're more isolated uh, from them and they've got their whole lives and they're doing what they're doing, uh, you appreciate very much uh, the friendship that they have with you. And so that ought to be cultivated no matter where your parents are, no matter what they, where they are spiritually, it's still right to honor them. And don't forget your brothers and sisters. How many have unsaved brothers or sisters here? Okay, I'm telling you, Keep the connection. Doesn't mean that you condone their lifestyle or that you do things with them sometimes that would be compromising, but just care, communicate, endeavor to spend time, um, do everything you can to be an encouragement to them because uh, that's priority. Family is priority. So I don't think I have to really emphasize that, but you know, don't we sometimes forget that? The reason I'm, I'm saying all this, she gets to a conclusion that frankly shocked me uh, with her conclusion about friendships, and we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, another principle is, of course, um, in all of this, our top, our top priority ought to be which friendship? With the Lord. Now, she spent quite a bit of time in the front end of this book talking about that, and um, and... And so, 
your primary relationships should reflect your love for the Lord. In other words, you are spending time with the Lord. It's real. God has hold of your heart. You're walking with Him. Your priorities are His priorities. Uh, you have a real passion for His work. Well, guess which kind of people that you're going to want to be with? There's going to be two. Number one, those that minister to you because they have a kindred spirit and reinforce your heart for the Lord. So your closest friends outside of family need to be those that edify and are walking with God. Then, of course, you can have some that you're reaching out to, but in your mind you must have it clear that you are ministering and that you're not wanting approval. Remember, a friendship with someone who's struggling spiritually cannot be done unless you are in a place that you don't need their approval. You're not want, in other words, that friendship is not there to meet your needs. Is everybody listening to me? Don't you see that with teenagers? See, they want to be approved um, of, uh, by kids that are struggling. And so parents have a real dicey situation there. I hear parents say, well, I want my child to be a blessing uh, to these kids that are struggling. Well, fine, but your child is being influenced. Uh, your child can, re can reach out when their testimony is strong, they're not wavering, they're close to you, and they're influencing those that have a negative uh, situation. And it, um, but you as a parent have to make those evaluations, but you've got to make them for yourself. And you got to ask, who are the influencers in your life? <clears throat> Sometimes you can get on that phone or on the, uh, your email or whatever, and honestly, the conversation's not good. It didn't help you one bit. If you're not in there clearly declaring what is right and not being affected by what is being said, then that can be done. But many times that's not the case. So your walk with God is the only way to make that, that clear discernment on who affects your life. Oh, I tell you, ladies, this, was a, this is a big one. Because you look at, uh, I'm a pastor's kid and I've been in the ministry 40 plus, 45 plus years. And um, oftentimes it is the ladies that get off track. And yet the ladies, to me, have more discernment than anyone. But this need for approval and wanting relationship will drag a woman down and they can get in a negative situation and that then pulls the husband down and that creates problems within a church body. So just a little piece of advice there. Don't be one of those that gets into that kind of trouble. Do we want to have compassion on those that have spiritual needs? Galatians 6 says absolutely, but it's got to be genuinely that. And don't, don't, don't listen to gossip. Just don't. Stop it. Just say, have you talked to that person? No. I'm not part of the solution at all. I'm not a biblical part of the problem, so therefore I have to end this conversation. I've had to do that. I've just had chop conversations off. I don't want to hear it. I don't even want it in my mind. It's not fair uh, to whoever it's being talked about. So I tell you what, godly ladies can have enormous influence. And I'm, when you do that kind of thing, a woman won't necessarily cut you off, but when they talk to you, they're going to listen to you more because they realize, boy, you're a lady of principle, but that's who I need to hear from. And uh, we really need that in our day. All right. Um, another principle is uh, love for one another. And the whole point 
of friendships, and this would sound just like just marriage counseling. You're not in a friendship of any kind. First and foremost, to meet your own needs, you are in a friendship to meet the needs of others. That's the purest joy that you will find is being selfless and really letting God use you to minister to your husband, to your children, to your extended family, and to the church family and, and those that, that need you that are struggling. And so um, uh, it's very important. You, you have got to, that means sometimes you've got to, as I just mentioned, you're going to have to tell the truth with them and say, no, that, that's not right. In other words, if you can't tell somebody um, something because you so much want the friendship, then that's not a friendship. In other words, that's not real love. Now, obviously, you don't want to be critical. You don't want to be negative, unnecessarily, uh, you know, corrective. That's not what I'm talking about. But you've got to be able to be honest and say, you know, that's not, that your thinking's not right there. You know, I'm thinking, oh, my, uh, my husband has these problems. I'm thinking of separating from him. You need to get into gear, lady, and get biblical truth down and say, now, wait a second. You may need some counsel, but you need to get the right counsel, and that's not the, the, that's not the way to think at this point, and I've just got to be honest with you. They may not talk to you again about it, but I'm telling you that will go into their heart. I just gave you a major example, but that can happen. And uh, that's not how we should think. Uh, I mean, obviously, there are difficult situations. Get the counsel for them. Get them into a situation where they can get help, obviously, in uh, all different kind of situations. But, you know, or uh, other kinds of things, uh, maybe some uh, things that they're trying to do for their kids, and you say, that's not going to work, <laughs> you know, so you need to be honest uh, with them. Okay. Um, then, of course, uh, we need to have, uh, uh, we do need to extend out beyond our church to our neighbors and others in our community. We, they need to see Christ. They need to hear the gospel. Their hearts need to be touched. And I tell you folks, it takes time to build relationships and uh, to show that you really do care. And again, I'm, I'm saying you're not there for your own needs. You're there because you want to reach them with the gospel. So there has to be some priority given. You know, in America, people don't even know who lives around their neighborhood so often. It's really amazing today. Uh, and you ought to know your neighbors. You ought to know your work associates and, um, and really pray for ways to, uh, to uh, communicate with them. And, and many of them really appreciate loving, concerned, um, and I, it's just amazing. I'm in one situation now where I've worked with this older couple for a while. The wife's in health needs, and I'm getting, and I spent time with the daughter, and she's communicating on a regular basis with us about her mother's needs and so forth. The dad's saved, the mom's not yet, but I mean, it's taken time, but that's what happens, and now the door is wide open. And um, so uh, I do understand that. Now, she makes some strong statements in here, and this is something I want to try to, to balance out uh, in how I say it. I've intimated some of it. 
But she says in her own study of the Word of God, and I've never thought about it, you don't find friendships of women outside of their family. Now, I'm taking her word for it, okay? But that's an interesting perspective. It doesn't at all mean that friendships outside of your family are wrong. But it's a, an individual person, an individual lady's never mentioned. It's just interesting. And again, I'll have to look at that. But her point is that when you're doing right by your family, when you're doing right uh, in ministering, that you have to make, you have to evaluate your heart. And uh, I'm going beyond even what she's saying here, but she says it very strongly. And uh, you've got to ask yourself, am I satisfied? Am I, is God enough and is my family enough? Or am I driven to have to have a friendship outside of my family? Now, those of you that are widows, Several of you are, and some of you single. Um, obviously, those are different situations, but still the principle is there. And because you're relationship-oriented, it's very easy to be driven to have to have a friend. Let me just say, you will do better not to have to have a friend, but to let God lead you to connect that will be healthy for them and you but you can take it or leave it, except that you'll follow the Lord. You follow me on that? That's it's a delicate balance. Um, a, good, a good way to say it, those of you that are married, um, would you be happy if you were stuck on a desert island with just your husband? <laughs> you have to think about that. Uh, I'll tell you what, man, that would be a blessing, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, for me because uh, you, lo you look forward to that time. But your best friend ought to be your family. It really ought to be your family. And um, now, do we need friends to edify us? Sure, we all need somebody that's really almost acting like a discipler for us. And we need to be discipling others. And uh, we need that, but we ought not be driven by it, okay? I do appreciate this author in particular because she hit some of the tougher areas pretty well. And I'm, you know, and she wasn't saved till later and, and she had to really grow later on in her life. And I think that may be one reasons why she's so sensitive to all of this. She's just not taking things for granted. She's taken each step and studied along the way. But her, that's been something, and I warned the college girls Obviously, they have friendships, but don't have this intense need-meeting relationship even in college as a single girl. That's a, that's a bad precedent to set in your life. The Lord should be enough. You ought to enjoy your friendships, but not have to have them and have this close exclusivity. That's junior high, right? Elementary, she's my friend, I'm, I'm telling you. Girls in the school are something else, you know. So when you're 21, uh, we don't need, she's my friend, you know, don't you? All that kind of stuff. I mean, that's actually very selfish and immature, right? We can all see that. Well, you can fall into that trap, and then you get hurt. You know, what happens is, if you need somebody, then they get busy in their life, you get hurt with them. Oh, brother, that's the, you don't need that baggage on you, okay? 
You just, you need to be above that. Now again, that doesn't mean you don't have a wonderful time with fellow uh, sisters in Christ and that you're not, at a that there aren't times you're really edified and you're able to help and you are helped and you have times of prayer and it's a sweet blessing, but it isn't this relationship you have to have, okay? So I was surprised that she dealt with that, but um, I think that that's a very important point. And by the way, that will really help you with time. And let me say, please do not develop relationships via technology. Okay. Excuse me? I said amen. Okay, thank you. I appreciate at least one amen here. <laughs> Um, again, it's not quite as much of a problem as it used to be, but it's probably more than a, of a problem than I know. If you're lonely or you're frustrated and then you got to get on there and get somebody to approve of you, uh, that's a problem. That's a real problem. And by the way, don't put false images about you. You know, all these great pictures and everything that you're doing, that's not your life. Now, come on. Why don't you put how you look in the morning on the, on the there and uh, why, don't you, why don't you take a picture of your house right now, you know? where you are and, and, uh, and maybe a little recording of a conversation you had that didn't go so well. No, I mean, that's not what we do. Obviously, we shouldn't do that, <laughs> but uh, it's also false. It's also artificial. And uh, you're, there are many precious relationships you need to have, but uh, they need to be led by the Lord and you don't need to lose time with technology. The big thing is what? Don't meet your need selfishly through any relationship, okay? Give of yourself to your husband. Give of yourself to your children. Sacrificial with your extended family. When you're having others that you're ministering to in the church, out of the church, it's because God's led you and you love being with them, but it is because you want to be a blessing or you know the counsel is needed for you, but it's not, it's not that you have to have their personal approval. By the way, if you need personal approval, you won't take counsel because you will take the counsel as uh, disapproval. But if you really want counsel, uh, you're willing to let yourself go through being a little bit frustrated maybe by some honesty on the counsel and realize that um, that's what uh, I went there for and it's not about me having a friendship, it's about me growing in the Lord. So it's, a, it's, just, it's an important aspect. And I can guarantee you some ladies really do lose the time management because they're you know, on the phone, on technology, and just constantly there's that need. There's, there is a, you may have to reprogram your brain. You've got paths in your brain that that's your coping mechanism. And uh, that is something that God can give you wisdom on. So we could spend hours on this, but I hope just the beginning of of this thought and I appreciate uh, what she's doing is getting down to the core reasons we have trouble in our busy life. We create our own busy life. And a lot of times the things that we think are making us busy are really valid, but they are, we're frustrated by them because we're making wrong choices on things that aren't valid in a lot of different ways. And so our lives get crowded out of what's really important. And so it's important to keep that in mind. All right, I'll let you. That'll be an interesting discussion here, so I'll let you get to your table time.